my gosh! What a great thing to wake up to. You know, goddamn, it feels good to be a vegan. Goddamn, it feels good to be a vegan. Yeah. It's so hard to not abuse animals. What is so hard about it? Fuck themselves. Fuck themselves. This is a channel you know, you might think this is a channel for carnies, <laughs> but no, this is a channel. A black belt. Oh my goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. What is what a beautiful day it is becoming. Vegan for Cuddles just hooked up, just became a channel member of the one and only channel for real vegans. This is the one and only channel for real vegans. If you're a real run, uh, if you're a real one, welcome. Hello, Michael Askew. What's up, vegan style? Hi you guys. Hey Anthony March. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're here, vegans. I'm glad you're here. You know, uh, I, I I went on a run today because I, I need to get I need to get fit fast. I need to get fit fast. I don't know if you know if I if you were here last night. I think I'm going on a 90 day tour with a animal rights organization across America. I'll be I'll I'll be still here. I'm still gonna keep doing the channel. I've made a commitment, goddammit, so I'm still gonna keep doing this. But I'm going on a tour, I think. I think. I'm gonna find out today. Going on a tour of the fifty states. And we're gonna go all around America talking about animal rights and animal liberation. What do you think about that? Huh? I think that's pretty cool. What do you think? I'm I'm pretty excited about it. But anyway, I feel like I gotta get I gotta get fit, man. I can't. I can't do a a ninety day tour of, with a been been so sedentary. I mean, ever since I've been standing up when I'm doing the show, I feel like a bit more active. I'm drinking my carny tears every morning like a good boy. There's lots of protein in the carny tears, you know. Carny tears. They got so much. They're eating so many animal products. There. I use carnies as kind of a middleman to get my protein. Mmm. And I'm telling you, their tears are delicious any time of day. And that's my favorite thing in the morning to drink. You leaving Karina to hold the fort? I am. Yes. Well, yeah. But she's got help. We've got help. And uh, we're going to hopefully, you know, her dad's here. He's going he's gonna to hold down the fort with her. And uh, that's the idea right now. And it's not written in stone yet. We're not 100% sure. But that's the plan for now. And I'm really excited about it. So today I went for a run. <clears throat> I went for a run. I was running. I was listening to listening to a uh, Radio Lab. <laughs> listening to Radio Lab, one of my favorite podcasts. You know, running. Oh man, I ran two and a half miles, and I was like, I need to be. I need to be up to five miles a day, buddy. I need to be back up at five miles a day. I need to get this. I need to get back to trim. I need to get back to like svelte. You know, like one of my favorite, one of my uh, cultural icons is of course Magnum PI and he runs every day on the beach in Hawaii and when I lived on the beach I would run every day on the beach and goddamn I miss it you know if you 
live near a beach and you're not running on it on it every morning that's such great motivation it gets you up gets you out there when you live in a beautiful place where there's a beach you, you get up and go when i lived out in the desert i loved it when i lived in um on the on the las vegas strip i'd wake up every morning and run down las vegas strip it was so cool because it's so empty and beautiful it's so weird looking and i would run down las vegas uh boulevard and had a great time and you know what's weird is that you could you you go either way and you can start seeing desert real fast it's beautiful get on the other side of the airport and it's like quite gorgeous you need to be iron man ready that's what i'm thinking i need to be iron man when is veg fest veg fest is september 23rd it's that weekend so i might have to fly back to do veg fest I'm, I'm i'm trying to figure that part out thank you for reminding me ben greenberg i'm trying to i'm trying to figure that out dang it i what is that in meters mm, in km it's only like wait 5k is like three and a half miles so what would two miles be that would be like three and a half k 4k something like that i'm not really sure all right so karina's here she's got the green hearts thank you for being a moderator today karina i'm glad you're here i'm still sweating from my run aren't i here we go uh today i really wanted to this i i woke up and i read them like what the hell is going on what's going on I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's this guy named Samuel Bankman Freed, and he's kind of like a, a vegan criminal. So I don't even know if he's actually vegan, but he claims to be vegan. He's definitely plant-based, and now he's saying that he's in jail. So let me let me catch you up, okay? He's a he's kind of like a Lex Luthery type guy of crypto. He swindled a bunch of people out of money. They were gonna put him in jail, and he's like, oh no, I'm just I'm just a little vegan. I can't go to jail. I've got ADHD. And they're like, okay, don't go to jail. We'll we'll let you out for now, but you might go to jail. We're gonna have have a trial for you. And so then he published his ex girl friend's diary on the internet which and she's a witness in the case so he gets a witness tampering intimidation problem so now they put him in real jail they're like uh, witness tampering is not okay so they put him in real jail and now he's now he's stuck in there and he's saying his vegan diet is not allowing him to live and prepare for his uh his defense which is kind of funny because he's saying he can't he's living off of bread peanut butter and water that's all he's able to have and i'm like and then they keep on trying to feed him flesh and he's like i'm not eating that and they keep on trying to feed him flesh and he won't he won't take it all right i don't think i think i might i might be the same but this guy's in rich person's jail he's got rich person lawyer he was a billionaire and even though he's go he's very he's very rich you're going to tell me he can't get his lawyer to bring him an apple? Like, what is this whole, I can't live, I can't live, man, a lot of people live off of a vegan diet in prison. Ethically based ex-omnivore went to jail. He was vegan when he went to jail. He lived. People could survive. And so, I think that's BS. Oh, I can't, I can't, I need to live off of peanut butter bread and water i'm like yeah well shit bro that's not that ain't so bad peanut butter bread and water i can do that i mean what do you think what do you think the flesh eaters are eating roast beef sirloin yeah, filet mignon nah they're eating like 
the worst of the worst. That's what they're getting. You get peanut butter. I would I would assume that you could get some apples, maybe some celery, some fresh produce in prison, in jail. But who am I? I mean, I think the jails should have fresh produce. Maybe some rice. Rice would be good. Some rice for the prisoners, right? I mean, what do you need? A starch, a fruit, a vegetable. That's it. That's all you need. Maybe some legumes. That's all you need. I think maybe he'll come out looking he'll looking svelte, looking race ready. Samuel T- Samuel Bankman Freed famous criminal is getting what he deserves and he's trying to blame a vegan diet for his suffering in jail and i say i call bs samuel bankman freed i call bs because it's not hard to be vegan it's not hard you could eat i'm sure that they got carrots in jail i'm sure you're just being picky man you're just being picky you could eat some crackers you don't tell me they ain't got crackers come on now by the way, it made me think, shouldn't everyone in jail be vegan? That should be the diet. If you're in jail, you get – in fact, why aren't – I kept. I was just thinking about this now. It gets me down this rabbit hole. Why aren't prisoners growing their own food? Like that's what they should be doing. They should in, – instead of using them as slaves, they should be growing their own food to feed themselves in the prisons. That makes perfect sense. Instead of making deals with evil corporations that give them pink slime for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, maybe we should have them growing their own produce. They could learn to to yield something from the land. They could they could learn the value of a good day's work, of a hard of you know one hard day's work. They could learn the value of growing things. I mean there's lots of there's lots of evidence that says when people are growing and gardening that they, they learn some empathy. They learn patience they learn they get clarity of mind why not teach these prisoners how to garden and farm that makes perfect sense to me you know i don't know does it is that crazy to everybody else like doesn't that seem like that would be a good way to rehabilitate people lots of people garden as a as a form of therapy maybe that's what samuel bankman freed should be doing learning how to grow some lettuce learn grow some lettuce you you, you swindler (laughs) you criminal anyway I don't think he's actually one of us, just for the record. I think that he's just a piece of garbage that happens to eat a plant-based diet. But, you know, who am I? I don't know. Maybe he is a real vegan. But I think it's BS that his lawyer's trying to say that he's having a hard time in jail because of his vegan diet. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't care about uh, Samuel Bankman fried if, if he wants to eat uh, peanut butter, he should. Peanut butter's great. Everyone loves peanut butter. You can't arrest me for having automatic weapons. I'm vegan. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone in prison should have the right to a vegan diet. They should provide healthy meals if they want people to become better. I totally agree, Jean. They should provide – well, I actually think that they should make their – learn how to bake bread. Why can't they learn how to bake bread? Why can't they learn how to do all the things that – I mean because, again, a lot of those guys – Food and beverage and hospitality are great avenues of success for people who start with meager means. I myself started out as a bus boy of, of, and, a, and, a, and a pizza kid. You know, like I, I, I've always felt that food and beverage and hospitality is a great way towards upward mobility because people literally, like that guy who's in trouble for um, helping Trump out delete those files, he started out as like a valet. And now he's like, what was he again? Head of resort management at Mar-a-Lago. Like that guy started from nothing, making like $5 an hour. 
And now he's making $100,000 a year because he works hard in an industry that allows him. It's almost like the old days with factories. You used to be able to like sweep a factory floor for a while, then you work your way up and become the manager of the factory someday if you work hard. You know, that's the case still in hospitality. It's still possible. It still happens. Dishwasher to, you know, restaurant owner. That's still That shit still happens. Prisoners should have a right to vote. Yeah, I don't understand why they give up their right to vote. That's your That's your birthright. You have a right to vote as being born in this country. I think it's bullshit they don't have. God, you know what the po the podcast I listened to today, Jean, was about America Samoa. Of course, I say Samoa because I was born over here. America Samoa and how racism kept them from uh, having their birthright citizenship. So people born in America, all territories, if you're born in Puerto Rico, let's say, you're born an American citizen, but not American Samoa, which is highly problematic it makes me kind of sick to me that there's one group of people anytime you have one group of people that aren't allowed to uh be citizens it's called second class citizen that's what that's called and we have that in america we have second class citizens it's very very sad Pro tip, stay out of prison. Yeah, pro tip, don't rip people off billions of dollars. Many innocent people are in jail. You're absolutely true. Vegan activists go to jail for the, for the animals. Uh, they, they do. Uh, also, a lot of, uh, I don't know, did you guys see Seb, Alex, and um, Gary Francione's video? That interview was fantastic. And um, David sent it to me. And it was, it was really good. Francione was saying, you know, people, because he was saying that the guy who started AV, Paul, whatever, he uh, he was saying, well, if we're not going to test on animals, we should test on on prisoners. And Gary Francione said, wait a second, seventy percent of prisoners are black people. So basically, you're just saying let's test on poor black people. And I was like, God damn, Gary Francione, did you just? Sh God damn, Gary Francione. Sometimes that dude, he's got he's got some skills, you know. He's because he's because he's a law professor, you know. He knows what he's doing. So many miscarriages of justice, which is why I'm glad we don't have the death penalty in the UK. Not for one of trying by the right wingers, Jean. You know, um, M Michael, we don't have it in California anymore either. Um, we technically have it in California, but I don't know if you heard our governor tore out all of the gas chambers and lethal injection chambers he tore them all out so if you wanted to have so everyone on death row right now in california they can't be executed like they can't carry out the sentence because the machines have been taken out that's beautiful mm. it was a very creative way to subvert the will of the people and i think that's fantastic um if prison teaches gardening i might do some riskier actions <laughs> I mean, don't you, I really believe prisons should be rehabilitating criminals so that we can put them back out as productive members of society. And whatever that means, that could be, that could be problematic too, of course. But I think teaching people skills, giving them education, getting them back on track is a much better use of my tax dollars than using them as slave labor for corporations that enrich themselves and never pay the people back, you know, that, and when every time they, every time they have a problem, the people got to bail them out. It's all BS. It's a system that's broken. Um, it, what is the stated purpose of the incarceration what is the of the, of the of the penal system what is the stated purpose i thought it was rehabilitation maybe i'm wrong habeas corpus unless you're poor you're absolutely right unless you can't defend yourself 
That's exactly right. Like anyone gets a defense except the people who can't afford it. Has anyone heard that Gary Francione has been up to on the app formerly known as Twitter? It's really bad. Vegas Talent, are you talking about the trans issue? Yes, I followed that. We talked about it on this show. Um, he, If you want to read his article, he actually republished his his paper that was um, taken down off of Medium. I think you should read it. Uh, I think you should read it. What's up, Twitch user Bush1Z? Um, you, I think you should check it out because it's controversial, but... If you haven't read Gary Francione's paper on how he feels about the trans rights issue, I think everyone should read it because I'm not surprised, even though I disagree with him. I can't argue with his logic, really. It makes sense. I just disagree on a fundamental level because I think everyone should have the same rights and I don't care about single-sex bathrooms or sports. A lot of other people really care about that stuff. I don't, so I don't get why you'd write a paper about it, but people asked him over and over and over again as a law professor and as a vegan and as an, as an abolitionist how he felt about the trans rights issue. He wrote a paper about it. A lot of people are disagreeing with him, including me, but before you throw away Gary Francione, I think everyone should read it. That's what I'm saying about that. The U.S. is the country with the most people in prison per capita. It is ridiculous and is about racism and poverty. It is an evil plan. Jean, I could not agree more with you. The way America treats its prisoners is disgusting. The amount of people per capita that are in jail is obscene. It's absurd. It's reached levels of absurdity that boggle the mind. And it's it's poor people. It's poor colored people who are in jails. And... Uh, it's just a different version. It's just legalized slavery as far as I'm concerned. And if we're going to have people who have broken our laws, whatever those may be, even if they are drug laws, which are obviously bullshit, but if that's the law of the land, then what do you do then? What do you do? You just keep them and use them as slave labor? That's, that's unethical. So what should we be doing? In my opinion, we should be educating, rehabilitating, Hoping, helping them get back on track so that they can live in according to the law, in accordance with our laws, whatever the fuck that means. As the most incarcerated in the world, 25% of all prisoners is in the U.S. <clears throat> I know, dude. I know. It's a problem. I know. I tell you what, when I, I used to have a friend, she was, a, she was like a, a district manager of... Uh, of Cracker Barrel. And if you don't know what Cracker Barrel is, it's a type of, it's a big um, chain of restaurants that are kind of religiously affiliated, big comfort food. It's a very disgusting restaurant, but a lot of people love it. It's on, it's on, it's in every state. And um, she wanted to have a bigger job, a better job. And she did. She got a job working at the, with the prison system because if you think about it, a food and beverage person, if you get high up, like a lot of what food and beverage people do, they make deals to try to save a penny on the pound of mushrooms or a nickel on the pound of chicken breast. That's You're doing those types of negotiations. And so, and the other thing, and then there's the other component is how do you serve a lot of people 
at one time because everybody eats at the same time all around the world. Same time, right? Forget about time zones for a second, but yeah, around like they all eat in, in big shifts, right? Well, that's what prisons are. That's what prisons do. They're trying to cut costs and feed as many people as possible as quickly as possible. And so that's what she got. Her job became food and beverage director of the prisons. And she made so much money. She bought a new house within like a couple months. She was doing great. And we were living in a place that didn't have a lot of money. Like the, 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 mean, the median income wasn't so great. So it was like she was rich because she was, she was doing deals for the prisons. It was out, it was just like, I couldn't friggin' believe it. I even started thinking, shit, maybe I should work for the prisons, you know, god damn. And then I, I was like, nah, I could never do that. <laughs> I have too much of a soul. You ever have those moments in your life where you're like, god damn, I wish I had, I wish I didn't care about my soul so much. I wish I could sell it. I wish I didn't give a shit. I wish I could wake up and not care. Most vegans, I think, probably go through that, right? Where you go like, God damn, I wish I didn't give a shit. But here I am giving a shit again. Well, I guess I'm going to have to do the right thing this time again. I guess I got to do the right thing again. Damn it. Yeah, it's legalized slavery. Yes. Systems are just failing. <sighs> I hope not, anonymous cat. We got to have something left. We got to have something left. A country that allows the torture of animals doesn't see the issue with harming the human species either. That's a good point. If you don't care about what happens to animals, how do you care about what happens to people? This is the problem that I have with um, organizations and pro protest movements like BLM. Uh, Gary Francione, for example, thinks that we should support BLM. And in principle, I do. Like my position is everyone should be free. But um, the movement itself kind of bothers me because I'm going like, wait a second. If you're... If you're against, if you're against false incarceration, torture, unlawful executions, all of these horrible hor slavery, if you're against these things, then why are you why are you doing it to animals? Why are you doing it to anybody? You're the oppressor as well, like the pig's head at the BLM protest. It was so unfortunate, and and I marched, I marched during uh, George Floyd. And because I felt like I had to, I felt like I had to do something. I felt so distraught. I felt so, I stopped, I had just started making content for veganism because um, I really just wanted to get out of the restaurant industry, get out of hospitality. I just wanted to do vegan stuff. So I started doing like, I, was, I wanted to do a vegan apparel brand. And so I was working on it. I was working hard. And like, and then George Floyd happened. And I was just like, this is just too much. How can I, how will I ever get anyone to care about animals if people are being murdered in the street by the police? I felt so distraught. I was just depressed. So I, I got, I got, I painted a sign and I, and I went out and I protested. I don't know. I still feel, I still feel very, um, hurt by all of that i still feel very hurt by all of that you get that every day yeah cracker barrel that's exactly right what's up cracker that joke about prison suppliers cost paula poundstone her career yup 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 people who supply prisons that's exactly right well she uh she was talking well i don't want to say the paula poundstone joke 
because I don't want to get canceled. Um, but you know what? There's good news out there, guys. There's good news out there. Veg News reports a new, a new study is saying that more plant-based protein could lower your kidney disease risk. But look at these numbers. 37, 15% of American adults, 37 million individuals have kidney, chronic kidney disease. Did you know that? 15%? I don't know, 15%? No wonder they're taking pigs' livers, uh, pigs' kidneys and sticking them into humans. Like, of course they're going to take pig kidneys and stick them into humans. It's so disgusting. Genetically modifying pigs so that our so that our bodies won't reject a pig kidney. It's criminal. But now it makes sense why they're doing it. Because friggin' 15% of Americans have chronic kidney disease. Holy shit. I did not know that. Think about this. 117,000 participants took place and took part in this this study, right? That's quite a bit. I think that counts. They did demonstrate improved blood pressure, BMI, all this, of course, because they, they put them on plant-based diets. It's, duh, yeah, they got healthy, duh. But here's the thing, okay, 99%, okay, so study participants in the highest quartile of processed meat consumption increased their odds of developing chronic kidney disease by 99%. <laughs> what? If you're a heavy meat eater you increase your chances of chronic kidney disease by 99%? Have you ever heard a number like that? It's increased by 99. Smoking cigarettes does not increase your chance of lung cancer by 99%. Eating bacon does not increase your chance of colon cancer by 99%. We're talking like 20 to 25, 30% tops on those things. If you eat processed meat in the top quartile, 99% increase in chronic kidney disease. You might as well say you're going to get it. 99% blows me away. When I read this, I couldn't friggin' believe it. I was like, wait a second, what? And, 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 and while those in the highest total meat, total meat, not just processed, Consumption quartile increased their CD, CKD risk by 73%. I'm sorry. If you told me that drinking coffee would uh, cause me cancer, 73% increase in cancer, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> Putting away the carny tears. I've never heard of something like that. If they told you getting into a plane would give you 73% chance of crashing. This plane, yeah, about 73% chance of crashing. You would not get into that plane. But eating animals, 73% chance increase. Yes, lab meat will kill people. Of course it will. Well, it'll be a little bit healthier because they won't have so much meat and cholesterol. They can control some of that stuff. Like I'm guessing it'll be kind of like 1% um, milk, skim milk, 2% milk. I'm guessing that's how they'll market uh, lab meat. But you know what people do. I, I only eat whole milk. Blah, blah. Only 5% of U.S. people eat a healthy, primarily plant-based diet is what I heard this morning. That is terrible. I 73% chance on, that's before you get into all the processed meat. 
That's before you start eating all the processed stuff. 99% when you eat processed meat. <laughs> oh my God. You're just begging for it. So, okay, a study published earlier this year found, for example, that men with prostate cancer who followed diets containing the highest amounts of plant-based food had a 52% lower risk of disease progression and a 53% lower risk of recurrence. We already knew that about prostate cancer. Like prostate cancer, if you get prostate cancer, they immediately, like your doctor immediately tells you, uh, okay, you're going to go, you're vegan now, asshole. That's what they say as like a shorthand. In fact, I think doctors are one of the reasons why people don't know what the word vegan means because they go, look, you got to go vegan. And it's not really going vegan, is it? Because you got prostate cancer, you stop eating animals. That's not really vegan. That's just that you're going on a plant-based diet to save your own butthole from rotting and maybe because your penis isn't working anymore. Prostate cancer, god damn. I think prostate cancer is one of the worst diseases out there. Maybe, and I'm, I'm jealous. I'm, I mean, I'm jealous that it's not really uh, paid attention to as much. Prostate cancer, like, you know, breast cancer. Breast cancer, everyone talks. Breast cancer's got a whole month. Everyone talks about breast cancer. Breast cancer is like everyone's cause celeb. But when it comes to prostate cancer, nobody talks about it. It's killing dudes left and right. And uh, it, it, it makes your penis not work. Like, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. And if you stop eating meat, you get 53% chance lower. And, and you can live with it. You can bounce back. I've known guys who got it wet plant-based and they're fine they still got it like the cancer doesn't go away but they still they're living they live they're still alive walking around having sex doing stuff you know what i mean kidney beans for kidney health there you go kidney beans for kidney health i, I mean i'm sorry if you told me i think whenever i hear processed meat i think of like the slim gym i don't know if you have those in the in the uk but the Slim Jim is like it's like this disgusting, mechanically separated animal parts that's put into this this column, and you it, it's like a pepperoni stick, and um, and people eat them at gas stations, like truck drivers and stuff eat them. I think of that type of thing, like cylindrical foods, like hot dogs, like all those processed foods. Ugh. And if you eat those, you increase your chances of chronic kidney disease by ninety nine percent. Like that number just. I can't believe I had to read that in Veg News. Why isn't that on the cover of The Guardian right now? I mean, shouldn't this be like the biggest news right now? This is a huge news to me. Because mostly because I didn't know 15% of Americans were getting, were, were just suffering from chronic kidney disease. I didn't even know that. I had no idea. I know that we have a lot of type 2 diabetes and that fucks with your kidneys, right? Isn't that why we got to have all these dialysis machines and everything? But like, Chronic kidney disease, fifteen percent, bro. God damn, god damn. Kidney beans for kidney health. There you go. Plants keep your pee pee happy. That's for goddamn sure, Cole. That's I think I think that's the what game changers two. They're making us game changers two. That's what they should call it. Right there. Plants keep your pee pee happy. Yes. Perhaps the reason prostate cancer is not a big thing is because the meat industry wants to keep quiet. Maybe, but the dairy industry wants to keep uh, breast cancer quiet, and it's still such a. I, but they never talk about the cause, the causality of breast cancer, do they? Breast cancer awareness, everybody, but no one ever talks about what causes breast cancer. Do you ever notice that? Do you ever notice that nobody ever says, "Well, why are why are all these women getting breast cancer?" Oh, we think it's the uh, 5G rays coming from our cell phones. Yeah, that must be it. Like they always have these crazy ideas. 
but there's a clear causality between uh, meat and dairy and breast cancer. Meat and dairy and prostate cancer. To me, they're the same thing. Breast cancer and prostate cancer. Men get prostate cancer. Women get breast cancer because of the hormones that we're getting fed through animal uh, flesh and fluids. It's disgusting. It needs to stop. And it's the right thing to do. Just acknowledge that everyone has rights, America. Everyone has rights, America. Everyone deserves to be free. Freedom is what this country is supposed to be about. It's the right thing to do. Let the animals free. Liberate them now and stop getting kidney disease, stop getting prostate cancer, stop getting breast cancer. God bless you, America. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'll, I'll cut that out. Breast cancer is killing dudes and man boobs from eating sautéed fat. It's true. It's true. It's just not like as, as big of a deal, right? It doesn't happen as much. Like, for example, I have personally known many women with breast cancer and prostate cancer. I've, I, I've Many women with breast cancer, many men with prostate cancer. I've never met a woman with prostate cancer. <laughs> and, I, and I've never met a man with breast cancer. Though I know it does happen. I know it does happen. You mean the vegan Bible? Yeah, that's why I said it. Yeah, the vegan Bible. Yeah, that routinely reinforces the humane myth. Yeah, the vegan Bible. They're eating. They're wearing Crocs and uh, and and cargo shorts over there, eating the. The meat industry is more concerned about money and doesn't care about if we leave or die. We have evidence, Jean. They want us. They want us to die. Are you kidding me? They want us to get sick. The meat industry is closely related to pharma. Seventy percent of all antibiotics, seventy percent of all the antiviral medications, all that's going to animals. And then when we eat those animals, we get sick, and then pharma can sell us the cure. It's the classic racket. Like that's what a, what racketeering is. Racketeering is causing the problem and selling the cure that's a it's a perf that's what racketeering is you cause the problem you sell the cure you cause that you cause the disease and then you sell them the cure what is just as bad is that most prostate cancer is uh the treatment depending on the type of cancer many men can live a very long time with prostate cancer you're absolutely right they can live for that i know lots of dudes who who when they when they get carved up they don't do so well but when they go plant-based they can live fine they live with prostate cancer it goes into remission and it, it's it's still there but they're alive and they're doing great their dicks still work mm. it's totally true genetics only loads the gun lifestyle especially uh, animal-based foods pull the trigger yeah i mean that's the thing. Genetics might pre might predispose you to um, to heart disease, but that doesn't mean that if you if you don't eat, look at there's lots of evidence of people who still die of heart attacks because they've got heart attacks in their family, but they do amazingly well and live far longer because they take it seriously. They go, oh, there's heart attacks in my family. What should I do about that? Perhaps I should live a cleaner lifestyle. Maybe I should, you know. Think about things. Take, go for a jog. Eat fewer animals. Eat zero animals. Guess what? I'm living longer. Still died of a heart attack, but at 80. If your D no longer works, you're circling the drain. Man, I, honestly, I swear to God, I swear to God. Have you ever read? There's this book called The Sun Also Rises. In England, it's called The Fiesta. But in 
America, it's called The Sun Also Rises. For some reason, we get a better name. It was written by a guy named Ernest Hemingway. A lot of people love this writer. A lot of people hate him, but he did write one incredible book. He wrote a few incredible books, but the one that everybody loves was his first novel. It's called The Sun Also Rises. In England, it's called The Fiesta. So, in that book, it's about a guy who gets injured in his uh, nether region so that he cannot have sex anymore. And he is living in Paris as, um, as an American soldier after the war, World War I. And it's so hard to not, like, feel for this character because how do you live? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's too big a part of my uh, personality. <laughs> it's too big a part of my anatomy to ignore if it were gone, not working. Computer visors, they created them so they could sell you antivirus. That does that did happen. That's true. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Genetics are unreliable, and I and I should be bald, but I have a full head of hair. Look at me. I've got dark hair and good eyes. I've never worn contacts or glasses or had cavities and my hair is still brown. But you know what? My parents both had gray hair, both had cavities, both wore glasses. What's going on? Is genetics, is it, uh, was I adopted? No, I look too much like those assholes. There's no way. Lifestyle matters most. That's exactly right. All right, let's do, uh, you know what I need after, those, after that good news? I need an affirmation. Do you guys feel like getting affirmed? I feel like being affirmed. Today's daily affirmations for vegans only is, is it's, it's right now. And if you're not vegan, if you were just lurking in the comments or something, or you stumbled upon this video, please get the heck out of here because I do not like reading affirmations to carnies. Um, I don't like people who murder and enslave animals. So please uh, kindly uh, fuck off. All right. So... <laughs> <laughs> I let love guide me to my joy. I let love guide me to my joy. Love can be a great guide. Love can sometimes, love hurts. Love is a battlefield. Love is a many splendid thing. But you know, love can be your guide to your joy as well. That's a good, that's pretty good. That's a good affirmation, right? I let love guide me to my joy. All I have to do is let the light in and joy naturally finds its way to me. Let the light in. Joy finds its way. Delight could be the guide for joy. Okay. Love is another pillar of support for my joy, which is why I choose to practice and receive it openly and without restriction. Receive love. You know, sometimes it's hard. One of my biggest challenges in life was to ever ever understand that I could be loved. That was a big problem. That was like a major block growing up. I couldn't understand that anyone could ever love me. I had, I had myself convinced that I was unlovable. I felt like growing up the way I did, no one would ever love me. And so I loved so hard and I had so much empathy for others. I felt like you know, I would take care of, I would be more loving because I could never be loved. But once I realized that I could be loved, and something that I still struggle with today, um, abandonment issues like everybody and like ideas of yourself not being worthy of love. But if you let love in, you experience joy. You just have to allow it to happen because there's so much love out there. And I, I really feel like if, if you go out and you care, and you wear that heart on your sleeve, yeah, you're gonna get it broken sometimes, and yeah, it's gonna hurt, 
But you know what? I'd rather have it hurt that way than the other way of just putting it in a little box and not letting any love in, not letting any light shine in. You got to open the doors and let the light in to experience the warmth of joy. So I hope you enjoyed that daily affirmation. My name is Sky Jack Morgan, and this is a channel only for vegans. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all of the cool stuff. Let love in. <laughs> Let light in and share. Share the light with other people. That's why I even do these affirmations because I really thought that if I did a vegan affirmation every day that people would like share the videos with other vegans. I thought that would be so cool, like trying to spread vegan love around, you know? Because uh, I don't think there's enough of that in our community. And sometimes I'm guilty of that too, right? Like I'll, I'll throw shade on other vegan creators and shit. And I'll be like, ah. But you know, at the end of the day, I hope that even though I do do that, I want to spread some vegan love out there. Because at the end of the day, even though I think that this movement is more about justice than kindness, kindness and love are very, very important to this movement as well. And I think to the world. So thanks. What is just as important as genetics is epi epigenet epigenetics is how environment and lifestyle affect the expression of genes. A healthy plant-based diet switches off the genes and causes disease. Yep, it's true. Agnostically pleiotropic alleles and shit, right? Fuck off, carnies, is the loving affirmation. <laughs> Fuck off, carnies. Here's some loving affirmation for you. <laughs> don't forget to like the video thank you so much sky excellent thank you jean you know i i i try i try because you know what i get i'm just as guilty as every other vegan like i'm like you're not vegan enough and he's not vegan enough i i do hold the standard up very high for like vegan uh public figures let's call them um you know if you if you had a cat that you're I, like i don't know i I don't want to get into that. It's the free shift. This isn't the evening show. This is the positivity show. This is the positive show. And that's what I want to do. Um, the word of the day. The word of the day is a really good one. Because I think. Uh, Did you forget about me? Mr. Duplicity. Did I bug you in the middle of dinner? Um. Cause every time I scratch my days or someone else's back, I hope you feel it. Can you feel it? So duplicity is, <laughs> Alanis Morissette taught me this word, I think. I probably learned it when she said it. Uh, duplicitous nature is someone who lies. Uh, duplicity is uh, a liar, a person who lies. A formal word uh, that refers to dishonest behavior meant to trick or deceive someone. I mean, that's the thing. What is Donald Trump really in trouble for when it comes to the, well, he's in trouble for a lot of shit, but when it comes to the, the records that he kept, the classified records, if, he, if, the, if the government, when they said, hey, you have our records, could we have them back, please? And he gave them back and went, oh, my bad. But it was the duplicity that they really are upset about. He lied, said, I don't have any records. What do you mean? I got no boxes. I don't have any. What are you talking about? Top secret. What's top secret? Duplicity always gets you in trouble. The cover-up is always worse than the crime. 
The extent of his duplicity wasn't clear until a century after his death when documents revealing more of his many deceptions were discovered. I think that's also going to happen in the Trump case, but let's keep going. Duplicity in context all the way in the 25th of May, 2023 in the Daily Tory Graph, London. The Daily Tory Graph Series 3 ended with a bang. Patriarch Logan Roy, Brian Cox, and one other talking about that that show. What's that show called? Um, Succession doing the dirty on his children and rewriting his divorce settlement to rob them of boardroom power at the family firm just as they were about to wrest control from him. And the kicker, he was able to do it thanks to the duplicity of son-in-law Tom, Matthew McFadden. That was a hard show. That was a really rough one to watch. Did you watch that? It was all about duplicitous people in the in the powers who were who were running holding the strings of the puppet government of the americas we've all probably dealt did you know it's my favorite part we've already dealt with someone who acted a little two-faced they said one thing and did another for example or they talked from both sides of their mouth i like that talked from both sides of their mouth he talked from both sides of his mouth if such behavior was has made you do a double take or left you feeling double crossed you may be single-minded to your quest to learn more about duplicity Duplicity comes from a long line of double talk, starting with its Latin ancestor duplex. Duplex, like a house, which means double or twofold. Duplex is also the source of the English word duplex, which can mean a noun meaning a two-family house or an adjective meaning double. And it is the root of another term for doubling it up, duplicate. Double it up, baby. I love it. I think that's great. Duplicity. I think it's great because I always hear people say, what about the bees and avocados? Well, do you care about that or are you being duplicitous? Because I don't think that you actually care about the bees and the avocados and the almonds. I don't think you care about those things. Sir. I think that your duplicity is showing. Boink. So uh, this is a good word of the day, I think. I think that's a great word of the day. I hope that you think so too. And uh, that's that's great um let's see duplicity in a 2009 american romantic crime comedy film right start written and directed by tony gilroy mm. julia roberts and clive owens i remember that movie they made a couple movies together clive owen and uh julia roberts my favorite eyewood shine allows me to exercise my duplicity for the forces of good. Ha, I like it. I like that one too. Knaves tend to be duplicitous. Indeed, indeed. Love, love vegan is a veganism. Veganism equals love. Yeah, it's too bad Nilf isn't here. He he used to always um he used to always say something with the word of the day. But I guess I guess no injustice lasts forever. I don't know if he's coming by anymore. I heard I heard he's upset, but I don't know. People get upset with me for some reason. I try to I try to put good vibes out there, but people get really upset about things. So I hope No Injustice Last Forever will come by again sometime and make us all laugh with jokes about reasonable vegan and um and duplicity. <laughs> that would be good. Uh today in history we have today in history was the first day that uh 17-year-old witness of the eruption of Vesuvius. I think this is so crazy. I've always thought about this with the Vesuvius. The, on the feast day of Vulcan, Roman god of fire goes on to destroy Pompeii. Okay, so 
they think that today was the first day they they heard the the volcano starting. It must have been so crazy. I always think about like with global warming, how you're like, wait a second, the birds are dying. Like, what's going on? Like, I'm sure that apparently people were like, they're like, shit's happening with this mountain over here. This mountain, this, something's going on with this mountain, guys. What's going on over here? And the the people were the the mayor or whatever was like no you can't leave we're not we're not evacuating and everyone's like kind of freaking out i i, I always find that so fascinating because the people of the people of pompeii knew something was up something was happening they could feel the rumbles shit was getting hotter that things were like volcanoes just don't blow up out of nowhere you kind of see them coming a little bit earthquakes start happening man it must have been so scary and uh, of course, a lot of people died that day. We are a touchy bunch. That's true, Jean. That's true. It always bothers me, though, because I feel like vegans need to give each other more of the benefit of the doubt. But um, also, maybe have a thicker skin. I mean, shit, most of us have seen Dominion. Like, if you can't have a thick skin after watching something like that, then uh, what are you doing? Like, have a thicker skin. Don't be such a baby. Trump's health may improve in prison. His orangeness will subside and he will have to watch his mouth. That's pretty funny. Maybe they'll feed him a vegan diet in prison. That'd be good too. <laughs> He's almost there. <laughs> Hopefully no one gets grabbed by Trump in the prison facility. I. It's going to be scary. He's turning himself in tomorrow, right? I think. Or maybe today he's turning himself in. It's an interesting thing. Uh, this is William Wallace being executed somehow. I don't can't believe... I saw... Man, I saw Braveheart, and this is not what it looked like. This is not what it looked like when Sir William Wallace got killed. So I don't know why it looks like this in, in this painting. But today, what William Wallace got killed, supposedly, um, he had an Australian accent. He was Scottish, but he had kind of an Australian accent. And he screamed, freedom, when they were yanking his guts out. It's a very horrible thing that happened to him. But yeah, Scottish patriot William Wallace executed for high treason by Edward I of England in Smithfield, London. Yeah, William Wallace. Okay, so a uh, 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 battle of Stalingrad happened today. Look at this, though. Osama bin Laden issues message in 1996. This is five years before 9-11. Five years before 9-11 today, Osama bin Laden issued the message entitled A Declaration of War Against the Americans Occupying the Land of the Two Holy Places. Of course, in his declaration, he off, he's had lots in his declaration, he had lots of uh, demands, two of which were get the hell out of the Middle East and stop messing with, in, with, um, with what's happening in Israel and lots of other stuff. But it always seems weird to me that we're like, we're not going to, we're not going to negotiate with terrorists. Don't you think we might want to negotiate with terrorists a little bit? Like, a little bit? Like, why don't we want to negotiate with terrorists? Is it because the terrorists uh, are fighting against our oil interests? Is it because the people making a bunch of money are the ones who stand nothing to lose and everything to gain, and the American people have everything to lose and nothing to gain? Could it be that? Is that why we don't negotiate with people like that? It seems weird. In 1996, maybe we had five years to negotiate. We didn't do anything about it. Could be. I don't know. Who am I? Um, I'm just a guy who reads about history every single day of my life. Uh, Hurricane Katrina happened today. Hurricane 5 
Uh, five category five hurricane um, starts over the Bahamas today. This is what it looked like when it hit when it hit land um, in New Orleans and the levees broke. It was one a very dark day during the administration of of um, of George W. Bush. It was one of the worst things that happened on American soil in 2005. I was in college. Oh, that was the year I went vegan. Yeah, I was in college, and I remember that happening. People were eating each other because they were stranded. They couldn't get out. It's horrible, horrible business. Um, they put a a guy named Brownie. A guy named Brown was in charge of FEMA back then. It was just an utter failure. His only experience was was organizing horse shows. He was a classic speciesist. He organized horse shows, and his friend George W. Bush gave him, gave him a job as secretary of FEMA, and he failed miserably when uh, when one of the worst disasters in the history of America, maybe the history of the world, happened. It was really horrible. Yeah. Big Sleep came out starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall in 1946, directed by Howard Hawks. It's one of my favorite movies. Such a cool movie. Lots of lore about that. Supposedly Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall met in 1946. She was 19. He was 40 years old. They fell in love. They had a long, storied relationship. They were married and... um, Bogey and Bacall, man. They did a lot of movies together. They were great. Jeff Buckley released one of the greatest albums of all time in 1994 today called Grace, featuring the cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. I think that's how I found out about Leonard Cohen. He was one of my favorite poets as a young man. I was young when that when that came out, and I loved Jeff Buckley. I thought Jeff Buckley was so cool. And then, of course, he died uh, just shortly after the album came out. Um, but Jeff Buckley, that's a great album, Grace. Fantastic album. It's funny, I was just talking about one of his songs uh, yesterday because of Richard III. He has a Richard III reference in one of his songs. You know, Jeff Buckley started out just playing guitar in coffee shops and stuff, and he ends up this superstar, and then he died. He drowned in the Mississippi River when a boat went by, and uh, he was taken under, and he died. He drowned because when the boat went by, he was stuck in the undertow because he was swimming in the water. Um, Yeah, it's really tragic, really tragic. (sighs) All right, so today in history, we have Louis XVI killed because his unpopular wife, just joking, he he and his unpopular wife, Marie Antoinette, were murdered to, were, oh no, they were born, he was born today, it's his birthday, Louis XVI was born today. Well, he was the last monarch of France, the last one, Louis, he uh, kind of he got his head chopped off because uh, he was kind of a prick. Um, Gene Kelly, one of the greatest actors of all time, he won a he won an Oscar for American in Paris, Best Picture, and he also um, he was in Singing in the Rain, which is one of the best movies. If you've never seen Singing in the Rain, you totally should. It makes it, it'll change what you think about musicals. I promise, it's amazing. And then also we have. George Cuvier, who is somebody that everybody should know. George Cuvier is a zoologist, but the reason why he is important is because no one believed in extinction until he said it. No one knew what extinction was. He had to make that up because no one believed that any animal had ever gone extinct. He didn't believe in evolution. He didn't believe in a lot of other... He wasn't like... 
you know, he was still limited in his understanding of the world, but he did understand that some animals are no longer with us, that there were probably things like dinosaurs or something that are no longer here anymore. It opened the door to big ideas, because if you think about it, think about a world where you, do, you have no concept that animals might all die out, <laughs> that we aren't the first animals on earth, that the, that the story of Eden isn't just the truth, that animals have gone extinct. He was the guy, Georges Cuvier. He was the one, uh, he was the founder of vertebrate paleontology and his theories of, on extinction as a leading proponent of catastrophism and stratigraphy in geology and as a vocal opponent of evolution. He opposed evolution, didn't think it was a real thing, but he understood that there were catastrophes that killed everybody because he could see in geology like big black marks and a bunch of bones and shit. So yeah, pretty cool, I think. I think that's pretty neat. What do you think? Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, sometimes I think I'm the only one who cares about historical stuff like that. Who is the vegan? Who is the vegan? Can you spot the vegan in this photo? In this photo array, Keith Moon is the drummer, or was the drummer for uh, the Who? Right? He was the drummer for the Who. Robert Solow uh, is 99 today. He's an economist. He really kind of. Uh, started the whole idea of the growth of economies. Uh, Barbara Eden's still alive. She's 92 years old. Barbara Eden used to be like one of the most beautiful women on the planet. She starred as Jeannie in I Dream of Jeannie. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I thought she was super hot in the I Dream of Jeannie show. Uh, we used to watch that and just be like, what the heck? Jeannie, what is this? What is this astronaut thinking? He's like, I'm not going to touch her. No siree. No, nope, Jeannie, I won't, I won't have anything to do with you. But, but Master, I want to marry you. Nope, 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 I won't touch you. Nope. But I'll make every wish come true. Nope. No, sir. It was a very strange, it was a very strange TV show, I Dream of Jeannie. I think there's a reason why they never rebooted it. <laughs> like, how could you reboot I Dream of Jeannie? What a weird friggin... What a weird show. Anyway, Barbara Eden was Jeannie, and Vera Miles was, uh, she's alive too, 94 years old. What the hell? These starlets live forever. She is the, uh, was in Psycho. Vera Miles was the star of, well, she was a, she was, she was in Psycho. Yeah. And Kobe, Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba, he died today in a helicopter crash. No, he was born. It's his birthday. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, it's River Phoenix. Thank you. Everyone knows it's River. Uh, Pig's Dream, the real thing. Yeah. Um, here's what's weird. You want to know something weird about the veganism with him? So he was vegan, and people would say, hey, I think you might have a drug problem, bro. And he had the squeaky clean... Uh, he was part of a, so his parents were in the Children of God cult, and I used to know people who also escaped from the cult, and his parents took him, his uh, his brother Joaquin, um, whose name was actually Leaf, and then there was, there was other, I think, I forget the other kids' names, but they all got, like, fun names, like, one is Tree, maybe they'll say right here. Do they say his name? No, they don't say his brother, uh, but they were all became child actors when they came to came to California. Oh, Liberty and Summer, Joaquin River, Liberty and Summer. So they were like part of this hippie Christian um, sex cult, and they escaped. 
and they came they they all became child actors it was great and uh but what's here's the weird thing so people would be like oh i think he has a drug problem is he on drugs and be like no no he's vegetarian he's vegan he's squeaky clean he's so granola he's not fucking no and so people would would even like try to intervene and he'd be like i'm vegan dude i'm not on drugs what are you talking about and so he had this squeaky clean image and he died when i was in high school and we were like fucking shocked <laughs> we were shocked that river phoenix died like nobody knew that he was a junkie and then he died outside the viper room on hollywood boulevard or sunset i'm gonna say it's hollywood might be no it's sunset he died on sunset i've been i i mean when i was in high school we would go to la because it's close to my house and we would go and we'd go to the, the nightclubs and stuff and the vesper room um no the viper room the viper room johnny depp owned the viper room and they would go ever it was like where you'd see all these celebrities it was a really cool like rock and roll nightclub and uh and he he had he had like cocaine and heroin and all this stuff and he came out and he died in the street died in the gutter right there right there he overdosed man Richard river phoenix he died on halloween i thought he died on today's his birthday but he died on halloween River Phoenix, happy birthday, River Phoenix. I actually have a picture of River Phoenix. You can't see it. I have a picture of River Phoenix right here because the guy from Vegan Club, uh, LeFou, the guy who did this one, he uh, he's a big fan of River Phoenix. Such a bummer. There was a great BBC Four Great Lives, Gene Kelly. Record Gene Kelly's amazing. Yeah, it's his birthday. River Phoenix's birthday today. Man, 1993, that was a cool So, uh, all these assholes, William Wallace died today. George Villiers was a general, he got shot. Ed Warren, he died of heart failure. He thinks it was the ghost of Annabelle because he was the ghost investigator, the paranormal investigator who investigated Annabelle. And the Andy Horror House. Oh my God, Ed Warren! If you've ever seen The Conjuring, um, he's still people still play. He's still a famous guy, Ed Warren. A lot of people think Ed Warren is a he's a real, really saw the ghosts of the times of. You know, thought thought that he was a real ghost hunter. Do you think Ed Warren was a real ghost hunter? Leave. Barbara Eden is claims it's her meat diet keeps her going. Robot, what? Genie is a carny. Are you having a problem with the? I might be locked out. I don't know what's happening. It says I'm connected. My stream is dying. I know. I see it. Well, I guess the...
How's that? Oh, look, it's working now. How about that? Well, Wi-Fi deficiency. All right, so now it's working. Well, anyway, I just want to talk. Ed, Ed Warren Ed Warren's died of a heart attack. Some people think it was the ghost that finally got him, like Annabelle. Meanwhile, another famous ghost in history is Rudolph Valentino, who I just wanted to talk about for a second. Rudy Valentino, he died today. He died in a very interesting way, I think. But uh, he was in American Horror Story. Somebody played Rudy Valentino. He was the first sex symbol of America of, of movies. He was a silent movie star. He played in The Chic, a couple of other movies. Um, he died at only 31 years old, I want to say. He died really young. But he came to America as an Italian immigrant, and he was a busboy, and he was a gigolo. He would dance for people. He would dance with old ladies for money and things like that. They called him a taxi dancer. They called them back then. Then he became a uh, he became a movie star. He became a huge movie star. He was his his movies made a million dollars. The first movies ever to bring in a million dollars. He was the biggest star of his time, and. Um, he was also what people called him. They coined a term for him. They called him the Latin lover, which is still today used. People still say Latin lover because of Rudolf, Rudolf Valentino. And they thought he was the most handsome man to ever live. That, that hair back, that hair, at least he had like a hairline that came back. And he, he had the, the tight, the tight gel down hair, the dark eyes, you know. The scar on his cheek, people loved him, and he uh, he died of, of of ulcers in his belly. They thought it was a was an appendix, uh, like a like some kind of appendicitis. But um, when they went and checked, he had ulcers, and they call it they actually still call it uh, Valentino's uh, syndrome because it could misrepresent. It's a it's a disease that can misrepresent itself as something else, and so. They didn't tell him he was going to die. And so he start, kept having meetings because back then, I guess, they thought you don't tell someone if they're going to die. And so they lied to him and they said he was fine. And he didn't know. And then he died. And um, nobody knew. So then they wanted to bury him in California. And he died in New York. So they took a five-day train ride across America, the casket. People fainted. Women were lining up. Hundreds of thousands of people were lining up to see him and pay respect as his tr as his casket made its way across the country. His wife, uh, he didn't have really he didn't have a wife, but his uh, fiance. She said after he died that he had proposed to her, threw herself on the casket in hysterics, thought that she couldn't leave. She she wanted to be buried with him, and uh, yeah. Rudolph Giuliani, <laughs> no, just joking. Rudolph Valentino, Rudolph Valentino, he uh, he died that way. He is the Latin lover. Is because we Latinos are the best lover. Well, he was Italian. They called him the Latin lover, Rudy Rudy Valentino. Valentino. People still like that that this image of him as like the matador, looking looking sultry and everything. Using the eagle, the four horsemen. Oh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse was the first movie to ever make a million dollars in the box office. So I hope you guys have a better day than Rudy Valentino. It was a, a sad day for America when he died. A sad day for many women. And uh, he's, still, he's still considered like this icon. I mean, Lady Gaga still sings about him. People still 
you know, consider him this like original, the original sex symbol. It's always interesting to me, Rudy Valentino. Anyway, I hope you vegans have a better day than him today because he died today and it was pretty sad. But if you do die, I hope hundreds of thousands of people line up, pay their respects. Thanks. Guys, I, I hope you had a good day. Today, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have a really interesting day because I'm doing a six-hour, a six-hour friggin' job interview thing with this animal rights organization so that I can uh, qualify to go on tour with them and go across the country and do outreach for three months. So wish me luck. I hope that that happens. And um, I hope I'll see you at 5 p.m. today. Thanks. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Oh, we have Michael Fujimori coming on um, at 5 p.m. He's a wonderful vegan activist. He, I've marched with him a couple times. I've done a couple protests with him. And so I'm really looking forward to having him on the show. We were going to have him on a while back. If, you're, uh, if you've been a fan of the show for a while, if you've been a VFF for a while, you probably remember me talking about him, but he couldn't because of a medical thing that happened. So he's coming on the show tonight, and I'm super stoked. We get to talk to a, uh, a really long-time activist. He's been vegan for a really long time. He's a really cool cat, and um, he's going to be on the show tonight. So I hope you'll enjoy that. Meanwhile, thank you. Uh, thank you to Mr. Vegan for Kindness. Thank you so much for becoming a YouTube member. If you aren't a YouTube member, please consider it. If you aren't a Patreon member, please consider it. I, 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 I know, you know, like... I've been, I've been, I've, my dream is to make stuff for vegans and I've put everything into this that I have and I hope that you'll support it. Um, there's other ways to support veganofcourse.etsy.com, veganofcourse.net. You can get some cool activist gear that I designed myself. I'm always putting new, new designs on there. And if you have any ideas for designs, please do. Also, I want to give you my email address, veganocca at gmail.com. Maybe you do some activism. If you do some activism, take a video of it, send it to me. I want to make compilation videos of people doing activism out there. So if you know any activists or just doing simple things, things that you don't think are, maybe you, maybe you think it's nothing, take a short video. It doesn't have to be, it could be two seconds, literally. I want to edit some compilation videos together of people doing activism. So please uh, think about that. Veganocca at gmail.com is my email. Guys, I really appreciate everything that you do for me, the animals, for each other, and um, I hope, Nuggies, I hope that you guys have a wonderful, illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down, vegans. Thank you.